0: Welcome to Category Five Technology TV, episode number four seventeen for Tuesday, the fifteenth of September, twenty fifteen. Hey, I'm Robbie, and tonight we are going to be looking at a drone that has a video camera and what? It costs under a hundred bucks.
1: No. Yeah. Cool.
0: And it's kind of nice outside, so I think we're going to take it out.
1: Oh. Oh. Very you cool. Don't huh? want
0: to miss it. <laughs> She's Krista.
1: Oh, I'm Krista Wells. Hey. Sasha, (laughs) what's going on
2: in the news? Hey, Robbie. Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. A robotic artist has been developed which very accurately creates hand-drawn portraits in as little as 20 minutes. A new president has been assigned at Nintendo following the recent death of Satoru Iwata. Angry parents of Minecraft gamers have taken to social media to complain about awful cues and a lack of things to do at an unofficial convention. Microsoft is facing widespread criticism for invasive data collection in Windows 10. The former former head of the collapsed Bitcoin exchange, Mt. Gox, has been charged in Japan with embezzlement. And Microsoft is paying $400 million this season to make the Surface the official tablet of the NFL. But the league's announcers still can't stop calling it an iPad. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show.
0: This is Category 5 Technology TV, starring Sasha Dermatis,
2: Hillary Rumble, Krista Wells, Eric Kidd
1: and your host, Robbie Ferguson.
0: Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I'm Crystal Wells.
1: And today and every Tuesday, uh, Cat5.TV is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. That's Cat5.TV slash IAIB.
0: Awesome. Hey to the chat room. Want to say hello to everybody who is there and to our in-studio audience tonight. We've got Al Peck, who is uh, joining us live in the studio. Hey, man. He's, he's there. That's his <laughs> hand. Uh, we've got a uh, whole ton of people here, so this is an exciting day, and we're going to be uh, making it worth our while. We're going to be taking this uh, SEMA X5 C-1 out into the uh, outdoors and see how it flies.
1: What? You're not going to trust me with that, are you?
0: Definitely not. Mm. Cause I, I wanna, <laughs> Smart. I want to use it for myself after the... the All right, so you got plans. You don't I, want to demolish, yeah, is we'll what see. you're saying. We'll see if it's awesome. Fine,
1: I won't take it personally. That's okay. All right. Yeah, well... Cool. You want to feel all good about yourself? Answer some questions?
0: I think so. Let's give it a go. All right. Thank you for sending in your questions. <laughs> uh, tonight, Viewer Questions is brought to you in part by our Patreon patrons and if you haven't already figured out how you can go about using patreon it's a cool way that you can support us by simply giving 25 cents per episode and uh, that uh, coupled with all of the uh, the other viewers who are participating in that makes a huge difference so please check out patreon.com category five it's an amazing way to support the show and uh, it's kind of like a crowdfunding really cool way to do it because uh, we bring you a new episode every single week
1: absolutely I'm ready. All right, our first question here is from uh, Andy. It says, hi guys, thanks for answering my question a couple of weeks ago about how to stop the sound on the pop-up ad on your watch live page. I was amazed when you told me all the ads embedded into your webpage are silent because the one I got definitely wasn't. Oh man. Uh, It was also interesting that you suggested my Samsung Smart TV may have a virus. Uh Uh-oh. I had no idea TVs were vulnerable to viruses, and I think this might be an interesting feature for the future. Anyway, whatever it was, I watched the show live again last week. uh, First time I watched live in about a month. And the noisy ad didn't appear. Woohoo! So uh, whatever it was, it looks like it's gone. Thanks again for a great show. Um, so that was an easy one. Yeah. Well, you didn't thanks. have to answer that
0: one. Well, but thank you for, for sending that in. Good to know that, uh, that it's working. Uh, after receiving that email, I went back to, if you go to live.cat5.tv, which is where you can watch, you'll see that there is actually a button, and I don't know why it didn't hit me, but there's a button to remove the advertising. All right. It's as simple as that. So uh, we uh, the advertising actually pays to broadcast the show uh, and to, to provide it for you for free. Um, so, you know, click. Click on whatever's there and follow the directions or whatever. And, but there's a way to remove the ads as well. I'm glad right. to know it works on the TV. I don't know about getting a, a virus on your TV. I know root kits and things like that. But uh, that would be, be kind of terrible. Terrible. I remember when <laughs> Smart Fridges were sending out a bunch of spam. Really? And that was kind of ironic. All the spam. What kind of spam
1: huh? did they send out? I'm just curious. Like actual spam. Just, just yeah,
0: unsolicited That's what you're saying. email. Like,
1: real spam. <laughs> yeah.
0: It happens. It happens, folks. It's the, it's the internet of things, right? So uh, this is what we're up against is as devices become smarter and smarter. So your, your phone is where it starts because the phones are basically pocket computers nowadays. So, and then people want to be able to add that technology to their fridge, to their toaster, to their whatever. And so because they're interconnected, thermostats... It's kind of a scary mm-hmm. thought anyway i'll leave it at that no, no just conspiracies everyone tonight and then no conspiracies tonight just yeah. leave it
1: all right good luck sleeping tonight everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> uh here's one from mang mangman sorry if i pronounce hey. that wrong um says hello i like your show very much awesome It is very helpful for me to learn how to set up Wirecast with hardware, especially this video, DSLR for Wirecast. I was wondering if you could help me out. Since I can only use 1280 by 721, it is impossible to choose 1920 by 1080 in Wirecast. Uh, The message shows Wirecast is unable to start the USB device. Um, Using Lenovo, Lenovo, Lenovo? Lenovo, yeah. ThinkPad. 701DS workstation and Panasonic GH2 with a device exactly like Magwell uh, X, my eyes suck, sorry, XI100D USB3 dongle HDMI video device. The difference is the name of the cable that tells me they changed to the normal, changed the normal instead of USB 3.0. This computer uh, has a processor Intel Core.
0: So is he saying that he's using a USB two cable with a USB three device? Um, I no, he I did say
1: cable different. We're just um, trying to
0: make make out the email and and kind of summarize it in such a way that it's, it's
1: USB three.
0: Makes sense. The camera would would have to be if it's well. What what is the camera? DSLR. Is it a? Does he say what I kind of camera? Can only it is?
1: use. Um, I don't see the I might not
0: have enough information to, to really give you a good answer. Now, when you're... Okay, 1280 by 721 is what you say, but it would be 720. So 1280 by 720 is 720p. So if you're, if you're able to pull that from your camera, that means you're getting HD at 720p. If the camera won't give you higher than that, then maybe the output doesn't support it. You might have... Uh, a 1080p camera that on USB will only support 720p. That's quite common. Uh, and sometimes over HDMI, it's the same thing. Um, you look at, say, a 4K camera. A 4K camera may have the, ca- the capacity to record to an SD card in 4K, but it can only stream out over USB or HDMI at 1080 or 720p because of the limitations of those kinds of interfaces. Um, more common in the USB end of things. And because you're using USB, I wonder if that might have something to do with it. As far as Wirecast saying that it can't see the device or can't initiate the device or whatever, Mm -hmm. maybe I could see some screenshots or something. But with USB, if it's a blue screen and it can't activate the USB uh, HD camera, then that might mean that you, you simply don't have the USB bandwidth because your usb bus on the computer say it's built into the motherboard it might be being used by your keyboard your mouse your printer uh in my case i've got a touch screen monitor so it operates on the usb bus as well so there's all these kinds of things that could be pulling bandwidth from your usb so if you're plugging into a computer you might not have enough uh, power or bandwidth on your usb bus in order to use full hd in that case, if, uh, because it's a workstation, not a laptop, you can purchase a PCIe card. Uh, make sure it has the chip on board, uh, a USB 3.0 card, which will give you more USB bandwidth because it's separate from the, the motherboard's chipset. So that might help. Um, but I, 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 I need more information. So can you email us a little bit more? And I'll, I'll be happy to give you a hand if that's possible. But I hope that something I've said has helped you out in some way.
1: It's a good start, anyways. It's a good start. Here's a question from Steve Delaney. It says, hello, hey, Robbie. Hey. <laughs> in light of Epson's announcement regarding their Ecotank line of products, I wanted to run something by you. So I run out of ink and can only afford the black ink till payday. Such is the life of printers these days. Yeah, it can be uh, <laughs> pricey.
0: It can be real pricey.
1: In Windows, I can print in black and white as an option on an inkjet printer. Can Linux do the same thing?
0: Great question, um, okay, first of all, I want to talk uh, real briefly you may, made mention of the eco tank from uh, Epson. Mm-hmm. What a fantastic idea one of the you know we're, we try to be eco friendly eco conscious here at category five as as best we can. Um, look at ink cartridges in your printer mm-hmm. and you might have two cartridges you might have four cartridges depending on what kind of printer you have and it's estimated that they would take over a thousand years to biodegrade in a landfill one cartridge would take over a thousand years and we as a society or the western world goes through something like 300 million of them a year and these are going into landfills and everything mm-hmm. And it's like well what is going on so epson is the first company that has really stepped up and said okay we need to change this and they've brought out a printer that has no cartridges wow yeah How smart is this? So, on the side of the printer is in fact a reservoir. Okay. The four colors. So you've got black, and then uh, blue, yellow, and and red. Yeah, CMYK. I'm I'm using, (laughs) I wasn't going to say K, I said black. Black, because I'm thinking of the viewers, not the graphic designer. It's also magenta magenta i was thi- i was did just you notice saying. i was translating nah, i know cmyk into terms that That's was so nice easier <laughs> trying to be easier so with these reservoirs here's the neat thing if you run out of yellow ink or you're running mm-hmm. low on yellow ink you don't have to replace all three colors right what do you do you open it up and you pour in some more yellow ink
1: so it's literally just a holding it's a reservoir. Container. Yeah as a reservoir, of course, and then you have your refill container, and you just refill them that's as it goes.
0: So that's the Epson Eco Tank, and we're in fact going to be looking at one on the show here, uh, not today, but uh, in a, in the coming weeks. Very cool. uh, fantastic idea. I love what Epson is doing with that, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's about time somebody stepped up and said, okay, we're going to do something different. Now, your approach is a little bit different in that you're trying to switch to just the black cartridge because then you're not having to utilize the the color cartridges because uh, what sometimes we don't realize is that as you print uh, and my kids do this all the time well I only printed a black and white picture so it's only using the black ink dad It's not. because unless you specifically say (laughs) I want to use the black cartridge it's actually combining the colors to create black because it's a color printer so like photography and everything there there's no black it actually combines colors to create black so you're using your color ink so on windows as you say uh, in your email you can Mm -hmm. select specifically print using the the black cartridge that's great um so can you do that in linux yeah and it's just as easy what i know um Probably easier, actually. <laughs> I had to say that. Um, on Linux, uh, same thing. You bring up your printer dialog. I don't have a printer connected to my Linux machine today. Um, but it is simply the same thing. Or you go file print in your, in your program, and you can bring up the preferences window. And very, very similar to the way Windows does it. So short answer, yeah, you can do that. And uh, Linux is going to let you continue to print just using the black cartridge. You'll be good to go. Great awesome. question. Thank you
1: very cool and now you all know here is another question uh, I don't know who oh from Joplin there we go um, hey, says I am trying to convert my wife into Linux from the horrid windows what you flavor you can't convert
0: a person into Linux as much as you'd dun, like dun, to dun. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: the next step for wife is, a, is Linux
1: Linux based yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it says what flavor <laughs> never get sick would you suggest what I just kind of, I just kind of went past vanilla. Yeah, well.
0: chocolate sprinkles. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay. First of all, you're trying to convert your wife. I'll, I'll kid all I want, but um,
1: <laughs> you have another one. It's in kind there, of don't a you? funny way to say it. And I,
0: <laughs> I know what you mean, but realistically, I think that we have to take a different approach and instead present Linux as what it is. It's a, a viable alternative to Windows or Mac, and it's in a lot of cases better. In a mm-hmm. lot of cases, maybe not, right? I use video editors, for example, and there are some up-and-coming ones on Linux that mm-hmm. are looking really, really good. We looked at OpenShot together, and it's really coming together. Yes. Uh, and that was a while ago, and they've since progressed since then. Right. But that's one of the things that sometimes pulls me toward Windows on one particular system. So there are uses for each. So present Linux, in, instead of trying to convert someone like to your religion of Linux... Uh, let's let's instead take the approach. Hey, here's here's what it can do. Here's why it's great. Um, I think a good a good thing is that you know my wife runs Linux on her computers, mm-hmm. uh, and her. So my approach was okay. Hun, what do you what do you need to do with it? So she needs to be able to write. She needs to be able to use the internet. She needs to be able to use uh, email. Right. And that's really a lot of the time. That's that's what people are doing these days. That's what they need. So. If that's the case, then present Linux as, okay, here it is, and set it up in such a way that she can easily access the things that she needs to be able to do. So it doesn't really boil down to flavor. It boils down to um, how can I do the things that I would normally do? Sasha, I converted you over to uh, Linux a little while ago, Mm -hmm. and and that was kind of the approach that I took with you as well. Okay, well, what do you need to be able to do? How... um, how can we make Linux work for you? Right. And did that did that work?
2: It worked perfect. I use uh is it Zorin? Is Zorin like? OS, Zor- yeah. Yeah, and it I mean it feels great, it's comfortable. I haven't tried anything too crazy, but But it does, it does everything need it do I need when you need it to do yeah. it.
0: The reason that we chose Zorin OS is because Sasha coming from a Windows 7 background, it was the most it has a Windows 7 like interface you can actually select that from the the interface selector and it, it does look and feel quite a bit like eh?
2: mm-hmm. yeah i really so, like it
0: that's that's the approach that i would take and uh please keep us posted and and uh let us know how your wife gets along with uh with linux awesome thanks buddy
1: very cool uh, do, you do you have, you have time more? time I, for yeah, another no, one yeah let's take the time this one's really long you're all gonna have to bear with me oh, okay all right uh this is from orangeman he says, Orange "Dear man. Robbie, hey. I got from your website a Raspberry 3.14, and then there's 20 more decimal A Raspberry Pi should be Raspberry 6.28. It's
0: like there's no Raspberry Pi three, and then it clicked.
1: You're and full seven. of jokes today.
0: No, I'm not. This is Orange Man. <laughs> I just caught his joke.
1: Um, from." <laughs> Okay. So oh, now bought, I'm just. He
0: bought a pie from yes, our website. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> from your website, there are two things. And <laughs> this that is I a long email. She's
0: done, we're, we're not. I'm getting going cross-eyed already. Yeah, yeah, I is. Uh,
1: uh, I want to ask you. Firstly, uh, tell us that an SD card, sorry, uh, that an SD cards are only temp store medium. Temp- and oh, okay,
0: temporary storage medium.
1: Okay, and okay. would be better to find a different storage medium and back it up. Could use old USB Satter drive and plug in on, mm. on sorry, there's a bit of a uh, bit of plug in on of USB port on Raspberry Pi. Uh, like, could we plug something? I'm hoping into you're the USB understanding port? the lingo. I think so. <laughs> okay. Say old forty gig hard drive. Uh, you may have to use power oh. USB port one of one in four out. Uh, because a current taken from USB port on Raspberry Pi, can you do this so you don't lose the operating system? I guess that's the first question.
0: On the USB? hmm Okay. First of all, to, to address the first statement, which is, okay, the Raspberry Pi uses a micro SD card. Uh-huh. How, how can we use that as an operating system drive? When we've previously stated that SD is not a reliable medium for storage of files, because mm-hmm. you're going to lose them. Uh, so, Orange Man, back it up a little bit to last week's episode when we actually installed and deployed Volumio. And with that deployment, what did we do? We, we installed the operating system on the card. Uh, and... Uh, And my recommendation was to use the network or use external USB for the actual storage. So the card is literally just the operating system and the the software itself. When you boot that up, it loads into memory. Mm -hmm. The card is no longer really doing anything unless you're doing a read-write operation. But realistically, um, when you're playing, it's coming from your network-attached storage. It's coming from your USB-attached drive something like that, there's not a lot of activity going on with uh, with the card. That said, you can take that micro SD card out, plug it into a computer and copy the entire thing to your hard drive and you've got a backup. And then if anything ever went bad, the only thing really there that you would lose on, on Volumio, for example, would be your playlists or maybe your network settings, but that's easy to put back. The playlists are really the, the thing that you would lose, which if I recall correctly, I think are in slash... Maybe slash uh, ETC slash MPD slash playlists, possibly slash VAR slash MPD slash playlists. But you could back up the entire card and you'd be good to go anyways. Um, and then the next question was, okay, so then you're taking a 40 gig hard drive uh, and plugging it into USB. Mm-hmm. And that would be a great way to store your music. But I would still boot from the micro SD card. I would still, you know, you can trust it enough. My point, though, Orange Man, is not that you can't trust micro SD or SD. It's that you can't trust it exclusively. It's just like any other medium. I would never put all my stuff on my hard drive or my laptop or uh, a single point of failure. It has to always be redundant. So if anything matters to you, it needs to be on a redundant medium. So even if you put it all on an external hard drive, you still have a single point of failure because that hard drive could crash. That hard drive could get pulled off the desk by the cable and hit the floor. So you need to be backing that up as well if you, if you care about the data that's on there. And that would be the case with your home movies, pictures, all that kind of stuff. It's important to always have a backup of those. Um, so it's not that SD is really the problem. It's that um, having a single point of failure is my concern. And SD would fail before, uh, like, an SSD hard drive, for example. Um, and that's usually, I would expect... There's two things that will kill an SD card more, more times than not. One is that you're taking it out and putting it back in again all the time into right. your camera, right? So there's chances that you can break pins. There's chances that you can zap it when you plug it into the computer. So that's something that you're not going to do with your Raspberry Pi. You've installed the OS. You've plugged it in. You've powered it on, and it's in. You're never going to be taking that out again unless you want to wipe it again. So we've ruled that out. And then the second thing that's going to kill an SD card is uh, power loss during read-write operations. So this is when um, you've got a camera, it's got an SD card, and you're at Canada's Wonderland and you take that picture of the kids and the battery dies. And you say, no, it's the Kodak moment. And so (laughs) what do you do? You turn the camera off, you turn it back on, and it gives just enough power to get that last picture. And then you get home and there's no pictures on your card. What happened? You didn't have enough power. You made the decision to turn it back on again. And that is another way that you can kill an SD card. Your Raspberry Pi would be susceptible to that if there's power going on and off and on and off and on and off. But if you're plugged into a UPS, you should be reasonably safe from that type of failure as well. So I hope that answers that part of the question. Anyway, you, you made it sound to, like there's more?
1: Uh, there's more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to ask is I got a free copy of Windows 10. <laughs> um. <laughs> there's
0: no such Uh, (laughs) everybody
1: is
0: (laughs) you stick around the news is coming
1: pause for a fact yes um you install on your system and it does ask you for a project code when what happens if uh sorry if it does bang you and have reinstall from an iso copy um
0: like, are we concerned about losing the files on your computer? Is that the that's idea? That's
1: kind of what he's saying. And
0: there. when you install Windows 10, it will wipe out your computer just like installing any other operating system. It will want to take over the partition. Uh, I believe that it will detect and allow you to dual boot, but I'm not entirely sure because I've never done that with Windows 10. Anything else in that email?
1: Um. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. It says you can make an ISO or USB stick version. Sure. I only use Windows because I develop software and you test on oh, Windows. Yeah. Um, I found if I have not got a project code, Microsoft will ask you for about what was that eighty pounds to bring one to the chat room selected to put a version. So we're we talking there? about
0: like an activation key. Is that the idea? Version, so you've downloaded uh, the ISO, you've installed it, but it's not activated. And it's like my system here that says activate Windows yeah. because I did a, an, uh, an install from the ISO. Windows 10, uh, if, you ins- if you install it as an upgrade, so you've got Windows 7 or Windows 8, 8.1 installed, and you upgrade from that operating system, it will use your existing key. If, however, you boot from a disk, an ISO, and you mm-hmm. reinstall your Windows 7 key is now lost because you've wiped out your hard drive and so the upgrade Mm -hmm. process has failed and you need to purchase a new key. So the only way around that would be reinstall Windows 7, Windows 8, whatever it was that you had, uh, using your original license key, then do all your updates, get the service packs, and then go through the process of upgrading without the ISO. All right. I hope that that's what you intended, uh, Orange Man. Thank you for sending that Mm in. I like the idea of using a USB hard drive for external storage for Raspberry Pi. Uh, we looked at a cool <laughs> device that is available through our shop that um, Sasha and I, or uh, uh, you were here, but I, I think I did put it together. Did you help with that one? That was the, the one where we turned the laptop hard drive into oh, an external hard drive. That would be that. a good solution, right? Yeah,
2: you did that. I just watched. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah,
0: and it was it was awesome. <laughs> so that's that's a good solution for sure. Do we have time for one more? I think so, eh, Sasha? Uh,
1: Are <laughs> you about to start the news? <laughs> it's news time. All
0: right. All yeah, right. I hear you. Well, thank you getting... so much for sending in your questions. Uh, you can email us live at category5.tv. You should have seen that look. She's <laughs> eager, eager to tell you about this Windows 10 thing. <laughs> I know. All about that. So, Sasha, over in the I, newsroom. Hey,
2: gonna kill me because that windows 10 story is halfway down the list but (laughs) it's tuesday september fifteenth, two 2015 and here are the stories we're covering this week a robotic artist has been developed which very accurately creates hand-drawn portraits in as little as 20 minutes we'll tell you about how it came about and how you can check it out a new president has been assigned at nintendo following the recent death of satoru iwata ouch Parents who took their kids to a Minecraft convention are angry that they had to wait in line 45 minutes just to get a bottle of water, let alone the time it took for their kids to meet their gaming heroes. Microsoft is facing widespread criticism for invasive data collection in Windows 10. The former former head of the collapsed Bitcoin exchange, Mt. Gox, has been charged in Japan with embezzlement. And with a $400 million sponsorship, Microsoft has its Surface tablets all over the NFL. But the network announcers keep calling it an iPad. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere.
0: You've got mad skills. Now hone them. Learn new skills or improve your existing ones with online video tutorials and training from lynda.com through our special link at cat5.tv slash lynda. Learn software, technology, creative, and business skills you can use today to help you achieve your professional goals. Join today and start learning. We'll give you this chance to try it absolutely free with unlimited access to all of the courses. Sign up now for free, cat5.tv slash I'm
2: Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. Patrick Tresset has spent six years building a set of robotic artists whose drawings are remarkably accurate. With a camera for an eye, a robotic, arm for an o- a robotic arm and an old school desk for a body, the robot, called Paul, is actually a performer in a theatrical installation where passers-by can stop and be drawn or simply watch the sketching cyborg at work. As a scientist, Patrick looks back to when he, was a younger, when he was younger and was a passionate artist, but later in life decided to pursue his second love, science. He says, I programmed the robot to draw like I do. I tend to use a lot of lines, and so Paul does too. In some sense, Patrick was designing a robotic version of his lost artistic self. Can I just stop for a second to say how sad that is?
1: <laughs> Take a moment of I, silence. <laughs>
2: I really wish that maybe he had done a robot... You know to do the work side of things and then you just be like me suddenly try.
0: realizing that i'm never going to actually be a professional opera singer so i'll have <laughs> dr spate so do it for me i
2: know it's, it's <laughs> so sad okay it can take as little as 20 minutes for paul to produce the works and patrick says people are very taken with him especially when he signs his work of art with his very own autograph the robot was born in a university computing lab in Goldsmiths, University of London, as a part of a PhD research project. If you'd like to have Paul draw you, visit the Big Draw launch event at the Weston Library in Oxford this Saturday. So cool. All right, hopefully, you don't have long lines. <laughs> <laughs> Long-serving Nintendo executive Tatsumi Kimishima will be appointed president of the firm following the death in July of Satoru Iowata. Mr. Kimishima has been a managing director at the firm since June 2013 and joined in 2000. The company said several new appointments were part of a large-scale revision of Nintendo's organizational structure and the changes will come into effect tomorrow. So that's, that'll be an interesting restructuring. Nintendo is going to uh, maybe come up with some cool new things. <laughs> um, about 4,100 people attended Mindvention at the Peterborough Arena in the UK on Saturday to meet star players and play games. But dozens of people said they were in lineups for hours to meet gamers or get food and are demanding refunds. The event, which is not endorsed or associated with Minecraft developer Mojang, started in Ireland and this was its first time in the UK. One parent posted on Facebook that she stood in line with her five-year-old son for over an hour just for 30 seconds of gameplay time on a computer. Ouch. Yeah, another waited 45 minutes to get a bottle of water. Lisa O'Brien of O'Brien Event Management said she did sympathize with parents. She said the lineups were 45 minutes too long due to a large amount of people who turned up on the day of rather than buying tickets in advance. She said the convention had never been done to such a scale before and some official merchandise did not arrive in time for the event. She said organizers had taken on everyone's comments and suggestions and would be meeting to work out what went wrong, adding that a further statement would be issued on Monday evening. I will say this speaks to how great social media and marketing is working lately, because people seem to be more and more underprepared for these (laughs) conventions because all... Like the whole world finds out about them all at the same time.
0: Right. They may, mm-hmm. they may li- live and learn in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they should have started turning people away. I don't know. But realistically, I think something like Minecraft, where it spans generations, like you or I probably wouldn't mind waiting in line to you know, meet Dan DDM or whoever and play the game or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But when you've got little kids with you... Because it does span the generations. You've got a four-year-old that you're holding their hand for an hour in line just so that they can just walk up to a computer and then walk away. They'd be heartbroken.
2: Yeah,
0: I know that as a dad.
2: Time to start practicing your patience, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in Toronto. There was a mac and cheese festival in Toronto, and it was a supposed mac to,
0: and cheese, yes, and macaroni and a, cheese,
2: macaroni and cheese festival, <laughs> a festival
0: for this. Huh? Yeah,
2: so that every Fantastic. all the mac and cheese cooks were competing against each other. Yeah, um, in this small little community in Toronto, and everybody found out about. It. Like uh, my next door oh, neighbor went to the mac and cheese festival, but. <laughs> Because they were only expecting everybody in the neighborhood, like kind of like a street party. And like, I think it was like 50,000 people showed up and they ran out of mac and cheese in like (laughs) 25 minutes.
0: It reminds me of another story where a lady had posted on Twitter that she was having a house party and like a thousand people showed up to this party and destroyed her house. (laughs) <laughs> That's a true story. See? And it was fairly recently.
2: So I can't mm-hmm. actually fault the convention the Minecraft convention people be because it just really means social media is working very well for them. Yes. <laughs> a bit <laughs> Well too done. Of. All right. Big news. Microsoft's new Windows ten operating system has been praised for improving upon the flaws of its predecessor. But the company is facing widespread criticism for what some are calling invasive data collection. Under its default privacy settings, Windows 10 tracks the way users type, what applications they use, their browsing history, and other personal information. Windows 10 also sends a weekly activity update on children's web browsing and computer history to their parents. Some parents have publicly described receiving those emails from Microsoft as creepy, while others (laughs) warn that it could serve to humiliate teens at a vulnerable period in their lives. I can't even imagine.
0: Can yeah. you, though, Microsoft is basically playing the, the advocate, you know, the person who's, I've been watching your children. <laughs> I know what they've been searching for.
2: It's so it's crazy. crazy creepy. That is creepy. Because, I mean, yes, they have this program and, and the children's information gets sent to the parents. But that means the parents' information is also being tracked. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Like everything you do on Windows 10. Everything you do on your computer once you have Windows 10. Is tracked completely.
0: Tracked is one thing. I used
2: and reported upon. Used.
0: Okay, they're aggregating it into an yeah. email to parents. What are they doing with the rest of it? Ah. Oh. We don't know. Oh yeah, I forgot. No conspiracies
2: tonight. Yeah, no. Supposed to be no conspiracies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Got sidetracked. Users have to actively turn off the feature to stop the tracking. Or at least, well, I bet you it doesn't stop the tracking. It probably stops the reporting <laughs> on the tracking. You're just not finding no out proof. what they know. Yeah.
0: Now. Nice. <laughs> it's free, remember? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Some experts argue that personal information is the new currency of the digital age, and that the track everything default settings of Microsoft's latest operating system are just the new normal for digital privacy. Microsoft did not respond to a request for comment, but the company has said it uses the information to improve its services and insists the information is anonymized. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Mark Capillis, the former head of Mt. Gox, was arrested last month on charges that he falsified data about how many bitcoins Mt. Gox possessed. Mt. Gox shut down in February of last year after it found that more than 850,000 bitcoins worth more than $250 million had gone missing. At the time it closed, Mt. Gox was the world's biggest exchange of bitcoins and handled about 70% of the transactions in the virtual virtual currency. Mr. Capellis also faces charges that nearly $3 million in bitcoins was funneled towards companies he owned a few months before the exchange closed. Ooh. The charges were formally laid against Mr. Krippelli's as the six-week period that he could be held without charge in Japan were just about to expire. So I guess there'll be more to come on that. Bitcoins have gone missing. Microsoft is paying $400 million this season to make the Surface the official tablet of the NFL, but the league's announcers still can't stop calling it an iPad. The, 200, or the 2015 NFL season officially kicked off on Thursday with the first game between the Steelers and the Patriots. After NBC returned from a commercial break, the network showed a shot of Belichick working with one of the many Microsoft Surface tablets that are provided on the sidelines. Only instead of talking about the league's uh, Microsoft partnership, announcer Al Michaels commented on how Belichick was on his iPad. Unfortunately for Microsoft, this is not the first time the NFL has totally forgotten the name of the iPad. Last season, the announcers referred to the Surface as an iPad-like tablet. Well, <laughs> Bears quarterback Jay Cutler called them knockoff iPads. Actually, I already called the Surface an iPad in this news story, <laughs> to be honest. Wow. <laughs> Big thanks this week to Sparkly Balls, uh, Roy W. Nash, and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis.
0: Thanks, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I'm Krista Wells. Love my teeny drone. Teeny drones. You can get one of these from cat5.tv slash teeny drones. Uh, what do I love about this one? It's that I can fly it. It's, for, first of all, it's cheap. I can fly it and I can learn to fly with an itty-bitty thing that is letting me Experience and learn how to fly a proper drone. It's got a six-axis gyro, and it's, it's a real drone, but it's tiny. If I crash it, it's going to keep flying, looks right? like
1: it's harder to break.
0: It's a lot harder to break. Perfect. So I feel more confident learning on one of these than I would on one of these. So having learned on a teeny drone, mm-hmm. now I'm ready to step it up and say, okay, let's go to the next level, but I still don't want to spend $3,000. Are you with me? I'm with you. So what we're going to look at is the SEMA X5C-1, not to be mistaken for the identical SEMA X5C. Figure that out. You want to look at it when you get it. Uh, you can, of course, get it through our shop, cat5.tv. But if it's got the, the red X and the black 5C, you know it's a dash uh, 1. They have fixed the uh, ability to fly in wind uh, with the dash 1 model. They look All the right. same. It's really hard to tell the difference. If you go through our website, you're going to make sure that you get the right one. Uh, so this has a built-in 720p camera uh, as well. It does have the six-axis gyro. So what that means when I say that is that if, for example, the wind is trying to make it go like this, it senses that with an accelerometer and it says, okay, i got to push down with these propellers. And so it will actually flatten itself out even though there's a downward wind on right. this side. Uh, similarly, if you, if you have it in your hand and you go like this, you'll notice that two of the propellers will turn off B- and these ones will fire up tries because it tries itself. to right itself. Makes it a lot easier to fly, a lot f- more fun to fly, I think, uh, as a beginner, because I don't have to worry so much about crashing. It makes it a very stable flight. As I mentioned, it's a 720p camera. This drone uh, flies really well. We're going to see in just a moment. But it also um, is under $100. So what? you can't go wrong, right? We're gonna. So let's uh, let's actually take it right outside. All you right,
1: say. let's Can give it. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see how this goes, and uh, if uh, it, we're good as far as technology goes, I think we've got cameras all around us. Everywhere. We've got the wirecast cam. We've got you up here. All right, let's go. Krista has to be tethered to my fanny pack. I was saying this is the only time it is cool to wear a fanny pack is when you're broadcasting live. If everybody wants to follow us out, we'll take it for a... It looks like a night fly. (laughs) This is the uh, new antenna here. If I can show you this once uh, Adam catches up to us. This is the new antenna. I want to thank everybody who helped us uh, purchase this. Um, this is actually pointed at that tower across the street. You can see it over there. And uh, it has improved our internet t- connection tonight very, very well. I don't think we've had a single dropout. So should I start running, Krista?
1: Oh, yeah, start at a jog and see if <laughs> I can keep up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here it is. It's the X5C-1. Uh, red is forward. Green is reverse and I'm not sure because it's so dark out here how we're gonna turn out as far as video goes, but we can take <laughs> it for a test flight just to see that it is gonna fly. Sync up. There we go. So it's very stable. Let's take it for a fly. You're probably just seeing the lights. Adam, how's that turning out? All right. All right. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna actually on the controller here, if you can see the controller in my hand, I have a switch here that is going to turn on the camera. I'm gonna bring it down just a little ways so that I can see if, uh, if the camera is turning on. There we go, it's on. So I'm actually filming video right now in 720p. You're not gonna get, uh, it's not like Marvin where you've got a you know two or $3,000 drone, you're gonna get beautiful quality. But it, it gives you the ability to t- shoot some video. It's a lot of fun. And the price point is pretty sweet for when you're just learning. So uh, I can get this going pretty fast, pretty uh, far. But uh, we're not going to do that tonight just for the sake of the demonstration.
1: What is the range on it?
0: The range, uh, it's a 2.4 gigahertz. So you're probably looking, you could, you could go out of sight um, about a kilometer or so.
1: So great for spying on your neighbors is what you're saying. I
0: uh, <laughs> wouldn't suggest that. Well. The X5C-1 <laughs> is available in our shop. It's cat5.tv slash fly, and you'll see that we've also got some other parts there for you. It's it's actually kind of nice flying this at night because I can see the lights really, really well. Uh, in, this, in the daylight, you can sometimes have some problems with um, seeing which your orientation, because uh, you can't really make out the lights when you're up really high and the sky is super bright. Uh, so you can purchase additional propellers, put red propellers on the front for example, and then you'll be able to orientate yourself a little bit better at nighttime. This is actually kind of nice, eh?
1: That's actually perfect lighting right now.
0: There you go. So like I say, it flies really nice. Uh, We have different uh, options in our store. Uh, For example, we've got um, extra battery packs, a charger that will charge up to five batteries at once. And uh, once you've played around with your teeny drone, I think this is a good next step. Uh, And this also kind of rings in uh, today. Now, we're two weeks away from the end of Season 9. Category 5 TV network is growing, as you know. Uh, We've got lots of shows that have been starting up. Uh, And one new show that's starting this fall is called The Drone Zone. And The Drone Zone is going to take you through training how to actually fly these things. And we're really excited to be bringing that to you as well. So we'll bring it down. Just a quick little demonstration for you as we go back inside. Should I take a picture? You like that? <laughs> okay. We can take still shots as well. Let's take a look. I can actually show you the quality here, too, of the picture. So let's get it up just a little bit high enough. And I'll get a picture of all of us. I think it's, it's really dark, though. So there you go. I took a few pictures. That's all there is to it. That's the SEMA X5C, and it, and it does uh, it has an accelerated Very mode cool. if you want to set it up uh, and fly a lot faster than I was flying right there. I just had it in kind of a beginner mode so that I wouldn't crash it live on the air because that would be
1: embarrassing. Horribly.
0: I'd never live that down. So no.
1: here, let me get it, and then you have okay. to follow me for go. once.
0: All right, good stuff.
1: There we go. Thanks.
0: There you go. Go to slash fly and uh, you'll be able to pick that up. Let's head back into the studio. Welcome to Studio D, by the way. This is kind of <laughs> cool to bring you outside.
1: Where
0: is the video going, Rob? The video, Al is asking. This is Al Peck, everybody. Maybe we can... We'll go into the light so that uh, people can into see the yeah. <laughs> Into the light. Yeah. Walk Into the light. Al is just asking us where the video goes uh, when, when I record. And there's actually a little micro SD card here. Okay. And for the price, it's pretty impressive because it actually came with a 4 gig micro SD Um, So everything out of the box is ready to go. It comes with one battery at 500 milliamp hours. So you get about, uh, I don't know, about, I think, seven to 10 minutes of flight time on that with recording on the camera because that obviously uses some power as well. Uh, But it comes with all that. And then you can purchase 750 milliamp uh, batteries to get a little bit more flight time. And I just carry them in my pocket. And they switch out just like this. There they are. So for under 100 bucks, the uh, X5C-1 is a great um, learning drone because I don't feel like I have to worry about crashing it as much as I would if I had a $3,000 drone. So
1: you might actually cool. get some use out of it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And as we saw there, the video quality. Now that's the first time we've taken night shots. Maybe I should take a, an indoor shot so that you can just see um, what it looks like in, in light. There you go. <laughs> so there we are. Um, so there we are in light anyways. Cool. <laughs> and you can see it hovers nicely in inside, outside. No problem.
1: Great. Perfect.
0: Head back to the set. What do you guys think?
1: Pretty schnazzy. Cool.
0: This is category 5 technology TV again welcome to the studio I know uh, we don't often get a chance to walk around like this um, but how cool is that
1: there
0: we go accessories I mentioned uh, just and just real quick now I'm repurposing an old laptop bag I think that works pretty well quick boo. so here's what I've got there's the charger that we uh, that we sell on our website it takes up to five batteries that's pretty cool uh, and then it comes with some extra props if you crash cool. if you crash damage your props that's good it's got the prop guards as well uh, and then you can purchase extra props for a little bit as well through us is probably the best way to do it all right uh, I've really been enjoying it anyways but there you have it very cool so it's called the X5C-1 from SEMA and it's available at cat5.tv fly we got time for any more questions while we're...
1: There was only a comment left. Do you want the comment? Yeah, let's
0: go for the comment. And hey to the chat room. Nice to see you.
1: All right. A comment uh, from Orangeman again. He says, dear all, I just found you could run a SATA drive on Raspberry Pi 2 by using an old SATA to USB 2 interfaces. They are found in hard drive you can use with USB 2. Uh, take the interface board out... Uh, drive box car fly and plug into the SATA CD DVD drive with no power to drive then plug the the U, the used lead or is it supposed to be USB?
0: Quite likely, yeah.
1: From interface board to Raspberry Pi which on
0: Oh, you've actually found an interface to connect the drive directly to okay. the Pi. This is coming from Orange Man as well.
1: Which end um, of cool. CD DVD drive then plug power into interface and power up your Raspberry Pi and ask... On desktop, do you want to open CD, DVD, disk? Remember to put DVD or CD in Drive.
0: Cool. Well, thanks for the post, Orange Man. Appreciate that. And uh, you know what I love is that Orange Man is one of the many viewers who have gone to our website, picked up a Raspberry Pi, and This is a little microcomputer that um, Sasha put together on the show and have been playing with it. And here Orange Man has taken it even further than 12. we've done on the show. And it's a lot of fun to to tinker and to actually build something and feel like you did it yourself. And, and there's a lot of cool projects that you can do. We're going to be doing some of those on the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks, Orange Man. Glad you're enjoying it. Having fun. Should we talk about you for a minute? <laughs> I worked this not? girl so hard, folks. and. uh As you know, Category 5 Technology TV TV has evolved into Category 5 TV network, Mm -hmm. and we've got many shows that are currently broadcasting. We've got shows that we're expanding to be broadcasting, and that's part of our growth model and and our plans as we move into Season 9. Season 8 was a bit of a time of transition as we kind of developed that. Um, the, the ability, the infrastructure mm-hmm. to do um, uh, network broadcasting. Um, so that's part of why, through the course of Season 8, we've had kind of issues here and there with websites or all of a sudden an RSS feed would go down. Right. It was because we were rebuilding the entire infrastructure and rolling it out across several shows all at once. So, you know, starting with New Every Day and Try It, Buy It, The Show Show, Newsroom, yeah. all these different uh, broadcasts coming from our, our servers. So part of that comes from our graphic designer, who I guess we've been kind of pumping a lot of logos your way, eh?
1: Yeah, that's why I haven't been on air. It's Robbie's fault.
0: Krista does uh, all (laughs) our graphic design. So when you see the nice logos, uh, the show shows, I guess, the most recent uh, flying in on the intro and everything and on our website, theshowshow.tv. That's all Krista. So um, with that Mm -hmm. being, you know, growing into what you're doing with the show i don't know if you want to talk to the viewers for a minute I krista will
1: <laughs> so be so much pressure i know <laughs> you,
2: you you go ahead
1: yeah i have to break the news though. Yeah, because you just want me to be the bad guy all right well You're um the bad guy. <laughs> with uh i led
0: up to it and i said look i'm working her hard behind I the scenes
1: but as busy as uh, Cap five has been getting and and uh, along the side, actually, as busy as my own business has been getting. Um, I can no longer partake in a lot of the volunteer activities that I have been. Um, and one of them, unfortunately, is Cat5. So I will be no longer be on air, yes. I will still be a supporting background individual. Uh, you'll probably still see some of my artwork, the logos, the whatever Robbie sends my way. Um,
0: has the drones I'll on logo coming. I'll
1: be diligently... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm getting annoying emails from robbie going is it done yet is it done yet yeah, i do so that that happens <laughs> yeah
0: it's true true story yeah, I, the um, same day i think it was three yeah hours yeah it was. I, said, is it done? I said
1: when do you need it and then you said is it done yet and
0: uh yeah. that's how it goes yeah. well i'm glad to hear that your business is doing well and that you're keeping busy yes um very and, busy. And, you know, we love having you on air and um uh i guess there's always the opportunity to come back once in a while but um, uh, hopefully that won't be the final say but
1: Yeah, well I hear or not I hear but I know if I if I stay away for long enough and build up enough suspense people are always happy to see me back so
0: and there's a lot of stuff that Chris has done behind the scenes, too. I mean, there's a lot of work that went into the studio space uh, with the renovation project. Trying to
1: teach Robbie how to drywall. Yeah. If you haven't seen mud. that,
0: it's on Roku. You can go onto Roku and go into extras and uh, <laughs> special features and see the studio de-build. But uh, very heavily involved in that. So we really appreciate you being a part of the show. Thanks. And, and uh, everything behind the scenes as well. So, But I guess that means that uh, you won't be around on air for... No. For... Sorry, folks.
1: This will make Robbie very happy. I know I tend to beat his ego down. Just about every time I'm on. I
0: know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of exciting stuff happening for Season 9. I'm excited about what's coming. And uh, you know that we've been really trying to evolve Category 5 Technology TV to introduce some really cool stuff. One of the ways that you can help us is through our Patreon support page, uh, patreon.com slash category5. You'll see that there are some goals there, and uh, we're doing all kinds of things to revamp the studio, um, and uh, also just to keep the air conditioner running, because it was a hot day and all that kind of stuff, so... But thank you to everyone for your support. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh chat room, I guess. It's up to you. Any questions or you said that's the last comment? That, that we was had? the
1: last one, Robbie. Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> what else can we uh can we talk about?
1: Sasha? Yeah, any We don't questions usually run any? out of
0: topics before end of show. Like that's that's all the emails.
2: I know. Oh. Well, let's talk about windows 10 again what
0: do you have to say
2: <laughs> that blows my mind actually you know what blows my mind is the fact that so many people are gonna download windows 10 as a free thing and then they're gonna uh, i i just it just gives me the heebie-jeebies that they're all of their stuff is going to be very much you know just just dis- i can't put into <laughs> words how crazy creepy it is that they watch everything you do
0: it's the inevitable thing though i mean like like your news said it's kind of the currency the going currency right now and facebook well google Mm kind of started it facebook really flew with it and now you know where are we going Uh, i've mentioned it on the show before i i think what irks me a little bit about microsoft is that they're your operating system so it's not like going to facebook and knowing okay if i send krista a private message it's not actually private it's being aggregated, it's being logged, it's being yeah. saved, it's being shared, it's being sold. There's no such thing as privacy on that platform. Yes. However, I could always close Facebook and open Notepad and type something. And I can rest assured that nobody's watching that. Mm-hmm. With Windows, because it's the operating system, I c- I've lost that. I've lost that layer of being able to say, okay, well, I've closed Facebook, so now I'm not being tracked or watched or monitored. Well... Not so much anymore. So that's mm-hmm. where it gets a little bit irksome. Uh, but I love Linux. So that's uh, a good alternative, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a think question k- here from soundpro69. Yeah,
0: it
1: says, what Chromebook would you recommend for Linux? Uh, he's looking for a cheap Chromebook. <laughs>
0: hmm. uh, I don't have any recommendations for Chromebooks, to be honest. Sorry. Garby would be a, probably a good guy to talk to about that. Um, Because he's followed those quite a bit more than I have. Anything else for me? If that's it, well, uh, Krista, people in the chat room saying they're really going to miss you. Dennis Kelly um, is going to miss you. Uh, Whiskey Zero says you've been awesome. I try. It's
1: it's funny. I came into the show.
0: It was supposed to be a temporary gig.
1: I came into the show, I think it was like for a solid month or two I was on air with you. It was Um, supposed to be one
0: episode. Yeah, it was.
1: (laughs) And it was very, uh, at the very beginning of my career. And now we're kind of at the, like the. The plateau. The takeoff for, yeah. yeah, Where things are getting exciting, so.
0: It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And we've had a good time.
1: Yes, most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, you know, if you want to keep in touch with Krista, of course, you can uh, email for Krista at category5.tv. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, you can email us as well, live at category5.tv. Uh, but send your regards to Krista at category5.tv as she takes over just doing graphic design.
1: Yeah, back-end work. You yeah. Go. You got to keep the camera for the pretty people.
0: All right, folks we'll have a great week it's been a lot of fun tonight don't forget to go to cat5.tv fly check out the drones that we've got there and the accessories and uh let me know how you you make out and once you've got them of course as i say the drone zone is going to be starting up we're going to take you yes. right through and teach you how to fly those things um so they don't have to worry so much about crashing so have a fantastic week everybody see you next yeah. tuesday
2: we hope you enjoyed the show